Welcome to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast, where you can relax, recharge, and reconnect. And now, your host, Justin Wink. Today, I'm talking about quiet quitting, or as an alternative that I I like even better, inflation-adjusted effort. So maybe you've heard of the Great Resignation, which was where in the wake of the pandemic, a lot of work from home, a lot of frustration, and a lot of basically getting insight into what matters, uh, a number of workers just started telling their boss, take this job and shove it. I'm done. No more. I quit. I'm out. What am I going to do? None of your business. Some people went to better, higher paying jobs. Some people just took some time off to go take care of their health or do something else more important. But the, the latest thing that's been going around is called being referred to as quiet quitting, which is instead of very actively going, I'm out of here. I can't take it. There's a, a really good scene in the movie Half-Baked, which is one of my favorite movies from when I was in high school. I think it came out in like 1997 or 1998. So when I was in, I was in high school, even though I didn't smoke any weed at all during high school, I, I just loved this Dave Chappelle stoner movie. And one of the characters works at a, a fast food burger place, and he gets really annoyed because he's you know doing doing his job, and the guy on the grill just goes into the microphone and goes like one heifer with cheese, and the the, the main guy goes, man, why do you got to me disrespect to me just because I'm on the grill? Like I'm a human being. Ask me, you want a heifer with cheese instead of doing it through the microphone? And he goes, you know what? Fuck you. I'm out. And then he starts going to all the people. He goes like, fuck you. Fuck you. Points to a customer. You're cool. Fuck you. He throws a hamburger at somebody's face very comedically. He goes, I'm out. So that's, that's the great resignation way of doing things. Alternatively, quiet quitting. So the thing with the great resignation or just quitting is you don't get a paycheck anymore. Quiet quitting. The idea is, well, instead of just completely quitting, and not getting a paycheck, just don't try as hard. And a lot of this is getting spun as like, well, that you're just being lazy. But I found an article that I do want to share that really highlights the the expectation of most corporate environments. Uh, it's a, a CNBC article, and it's talking about... Um, I, I've watched the show a little bit, but not a regular watcher. But the show Shark Tank, I guess it's still on ABC... And this uh, one one guy that's on there, Kevin O'Leary. So if you haven't seen the show, basically it's these big business moguls. Uh, Mark Cuban, uh, I believe, is often on the show. So these are people that have you know multi million to billion dollar business empires that they are running. They have people that have business ideas come in and pitch whatever their ideas. And then these these sharks will either say like, "Yep, I want to go into business with you," or they'll eat them alive and tell them what's what's wrong with it. So, but this guy Kevin O'Leary, um, he says that uh, he says quiet quitting is a really bad idea, and that's for multiple reasons. He says, uh, firstly, employers value hungry, keen workers. Um, he's like people that go beyond and try to solve problems for the organization, their teams, their managers, their bosses. Those are the ones that succeed in life, O'Leary says. So first off, there's um, a lot of assumptions in that statement that the, by solving problems for 
managers, bosses, that that makes you successful in life, that that end-all, be-all, that that's what makes you successful in life, that if you don't do that, you're failing at life. I call bullshit on that because I don't know of many people after they retire that go like, boy, I wish I wish I would have spent more time in the office and uh, less time traveling, less time with my family, less time with friends, less time out in nature. So I call bullshit that, that that's how you get successful in life. He then goes on to say that he, he looks to hire people that are willing to put in 25 hours a day, eight days a week. Now, if you're not um, big into math, you know, if I, I have a PhD in electrical engineering, which involves a lot of mathematics, advanced sciences, things like that. So if, you, if that's like not where you're coming from, um, uh, there's only seven days in a week and only 24 hours in a day. So he's basically is wanting not just everything you have available in your life, he wants more. So I don't know, is that basically time from, he wants you to go back in time and give up part of your childhood or go into, you know, after, after you're dead or something? I'm not exactly sure. Um, but he says, like, if you're just shutting off your laptop and going home at 5 p.m., you're not working for me. And I find that just, um, there, well, there's a little bit of, he's saying the quiet part out loud that uh, effectively a good employee is not really uh, an employee, not really an autonomous human, but they are basically uh, subservient to the company they're working for. It's basically he wants somebody he can own, flat out own. Because if you're spending 25, eight <laughs> doing stuff for someone, when are you doing something for yourself? When are you doing something for people you care about? When are you just doing maybe nothing and just being, being a human being? And this is a very outmoded way of, of seeing the world. This kind of really goes back to maybe like early industrial revolution where basically we treated people like machines. And so it's like, you know, you have somebody and their job is to uh, put uh, notch A into slot B and do that uh, as many times as possible. So yeah, it's if you're doing that, then you have more widgets. The more time worth, the more widgets. Yet with mechanization of manufacturing and with artificial intelligence and with 3D printing and with a lot of the, a lot of advances that have happened, more time spent does not equal more productivity. In fact, Often, more time worked equals less productivity, and there's lots of studies to show that, and you probably know that as well, that when you spend more hours at something, you become more prone to what? Make mistakes, make errors, fuck up, and what happens when you make a mistake or fuck up? You got to fix that. So that's actually negative productivity. I know I've worked with many people, and you've probably experienced some of these people that are incredibly busy. They're always the first to say, like, I'll do that, I'll do that. Yet, how often have you experienced that this person usually falls short on what they promise? They overpromise, they underdeliver. Sometimes, if they even deliver on half the stuff they promise, it's often shoddy. It's not good. It has to be redone. And so, this, like, oh, just work, 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 work. At what? To what end? What's the point? Even if it is something that like you could maybe reasonably say like, okay, if I spend more time, I'm going to get more done. So let's say you're a house painter, but even still to that end, if you're not painting the right house, 
you're wasting you're wasting your time and you're wasting resources and you're wasting effort so this this idea that if you're not working all the time you're lazy it's just ridiculous it it just doesn't match up with the reality of the world that we live in today cuz really your value is not your time spent it's the ideas that you bring or how you get something solved and a lot of the things and most of the things that we do today if you're well rested if you're really aligned if you're paying attention you're going to be able to come up with a solution that's much more valuable much more efficient and much more brilliant in way less time than if you're just pounding away work until your eyeballs bleed it's just ridiculous O'Leary then goes on to say to kind of give an argument of like you know how he's this this advice is good is good for people especially you young people out there that you want to work hard um, as much as possible early in life so that you can get that strong financial base under you. Let's see, what do you say? There's, uh, there's no question about it. Personal happiness is something that is a balance between work and life. It has nothing to do with the nine to five. There is no balance in the pursuit of personal freedom. It is all out pedal to the metal. So he's, he's, argue, he's basically holding the freedom that, that many people want to have as like the carrot to get you to run on that treadmill for as long as possible. And I've talked to many, many people that are, you know, much closer to retirement that have lived that life of waiting for that carrot. That carrot is still as far from them today as it was when they were in their 20s. I see, the, I see, talk to these people in their 40s and their 50s, even in their 60s, and they're still like, yeah, I, you know, soon enough, I'm going to, I'm going to have enough money and then I'll be able to retire. And I often ask like, well, oh, what is it, what is it that you want to do? Well, just once I have enough money, then I'm going to be able to retire. Then, then I'm going to be able to, you know, enjoy things. Just for now, I just got to keep my head down, keep working hard so that I can have enough money and then I can retire. And they'll just, they'll just keep going the rounds because, They've never, they've never thought of like, well, what does freedom feel like? What does freedom look like? What is, what is an ideal life? There is just no concept of that. I mean, there's no concept of that. It's never going to happen. I just got done running a program with a few amazing individuals where basically I was, I forced them to go, hey, stop worrying about what's going on now. Look at what, what do you want to be happening five years from now, because literally anything can happen five years from now. We could all have traveled to the moon five years from now. It is theoretically possible. Five years ago, the possibility of William Shatner being in space was was ridiculous. It's like, yeah, no way. You know, I hope he's still around for a long time. Captain Kirk, great, you know, fantastic singing, interesting singing. But, you know, Captain Kirk going to space, what? But in the past five years, Captain Kirk, William Shatner has been technically into space. I don't think five years ago, anybody could have foresaw that. And also in five years ago, probably nobody thought that we would have shut down most of the world for, you know, months and months, some would argue maybe years because of the global pandemic, but yet that happened. Five years from now, anything, and I mean anything that you want and desire is possible. And if you keep waiting to see that, it's never going to happen. It only starts happening when you see it now and you feel it now. Because a lot of these things that you want, that you think you're working towards, a lot of it is stuff you can have right now. 
and the fact and then when you start actually enjoying a lot of these things right now a lot of these other things start coming to you as a result of you feeling connected of you feeling aligned of you feeling empowered of you feeling at peace that the place that you live is a result of that. The people that you're in contact with is a result of that. The type of work you do is a result of those feelings, those ways of being. And you might be going like, Justin, no way. Like, I have no idea. And I used to think that that too. Yet I've I've heard from many people and I've found in my own life and a lot of the people that I've been working with lately, they're seeing it in their life where they, they sit in the feeling of peace, relaxation, connected to with what really matters to them. And then the opportunities come up and more important than having an opportunity is taking the opportunity. Yet when we're so heads down and just thinking someday I'm going to get there, you're not even going to notice the opportunity. And then if you even notice the opportunity, you're going to go like, well, it's not, it's not the time now. I just need to get enough money. And then someday, um, uh, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great when I have enough money to have that opportunity. And that's just not how it works. It's the time is now. The time is now. And I'm not saying not to work. I'm not saying don't go to school. I'm not saying don't save. Do those things, but do those in the context of knowing where it is that you are going and bringing those things into your everyday life now. So it's like I value being by the ocean. So it was like, okay, I need to find a new place to live. How can I find a place to live by the ocean? And I made it happen. And it doesn't really actually cost me any more than the market rate of anywhere else in the, within 25 miles of me. Um, so it's like I could be 25 miles in the in the middle middle of land, or I could be here paying about the same right on the ocean. Um, but I decided that that's what I want. I'm going to make that happen now. And you're like, well, Justin, I can't move. I've got to live here. But, you know, where are you traveling to? How are you spending your time when you do have a vacation? What, you're not taking vacation because you're trying to, you know, go, 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 go? That's where this quiet quitting kind of can come in, this inflation-adjusted effort. It's like, take that time for you and then realize that you're still going to deliver that quality, that value, that you're worth it because you are worth it. The only person who decides what you're worth is you. You are valued however you determine your value. That's the only way. A lot of times it's like, you know, oh, there's market rate for this, market rate for that. Bullshit. There really is no such thing as market rate. You show me a market rate and I'll, I'll show you many examples of someone paying more and someone paying less. So market rate is usually just averages, but there's always hires and there's always lowers. And then there's different markets you can play in. And you get to decide where you want to play. You get to determine Am I going to be at the high end of the scale or am I going to be in a different market? And that's up to you to decide. And I encourage you to consciously decide that, not just allow someone else to go like, yeah, you know what? You're not worth very much. You're nothing. You're nobody. So I need you to work 25 hours a day, eight days a week. Then maybe, maybe you'll be good enough to someday maybe be free. And by the time you get there, you're probably going to be depressed. You're probably going to be have have a horrible health. There's not going to be anybody there to enjoy it because what's possible if you have no life other than just grinding away for somebody else's dream, for somebody else's dream? You have a dream, whether you know it or not, you have a dream, you have a vision, you have something you want to do. And that is what 
you should be putting some time into, if not every day, once a week. And if you're like, I don't know what that is, or I don't know how to spend time cultivating that, please, please, please do contact me. Do let me know. Because that's what I like to do. I like to help people find find out what their passion is and get on it now. Not wait till you know they have a certain amount in the bank account. Start on it now. There's always a way. There's always a way. So thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for going on to Apple Podcasts and reviewing Give Me Five Stars. If you haven't done that yet, please do do that. Um, and go go to YouTube, Justin Wink, PhD. Search for me and uh, please subscribe. Going to be some great stuff coming out here in the, uh, the coming weeks, months. So you don't want to miss it. So with that, thank you and good day. If you want to contact the show, email me at podcast at justinwink.com. That's Justin, W-E-N-C-K. And find me on social media, Justin Wink, PhD, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and YouTube. And if you want ways so that you can relax, recharge, and reconnect, find the Tuesday 20 every Tuesday at 12.05 p.m. Pacific. It's only 20 minutes, and it's going to get you relaxed, recharged, and reconnected. It's on YouTube, and it's on Facebook. So looking forward to seeing you there. 